Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. If storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now, it's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but... Ultimately, it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... <laughs> All right, we're back um, again for another episode of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Mr. Chambers, as long with my fellow guy, the giant crab, Jamal. And, um... Silly Sellis is here. He, he's my fellow guy. You are my guy, right? Are you not my guy? You're not my no. guy? No, I'm a guy. Okay. I'm not your guy. Okay. Well, a guy, giant crab, Jamal. Thank you. And uh, Silly Sellis is here. He will uh, be, um, he'll be coming on in about five minutes. Uh, he had a quick emergency to step away, but nonetheless, we're here. And um, you guys, have roared sending me test messages um a lot of youtube feedback and twitter and it was a no-brainer we brought back kaylin how's it going hi guys i was saying beforehand that uh i've been drinking since for about an hour so this could be fun this could be a train wreck but uh yeah i'm still here i'm still a very flat photo but thank you for <laughs> saying nice things about me everybody i'm glad that uh you know i could appease your uh penchant to listen to some woman yell about wrestling Hey, thank, thank you for uh, coming back. And I mean, you did the work. Yeah, you you no made problem. it interesting. It was fun, fun, fun show for sure. Um, yeah, today, fun actually, yeah, today is going to be fun. Um, I, I know there's going to be a period of where I may not say anything because still to this moment, I have no clue my really genuine feelings about a particular topic we're going to cover. Mm -hmm. But we'll talk about some brighter news, which absolutely isn't really so bright either because I'm a little bit jealous and I'm hating inside. But um. Um, the Mae Young Classic is starting today, officially day one. And um, you on uh, the WWE's YouTube page, they just uh, released the Mae Young Classic Parade of Champions, which announced all 32 competitors, and they're ready to go. And that's it. That's all we get to see. Nothing else. And we're not there. And, and that sucks because we were going to go and we didn't. And it sucks because we have to wait till August something and august 28th yep during what they're gonna show it during raw apparently so go figure really hmm really i, I heard they want to release uh four episodes at a time starting august 20, 28th and then on in early september like around labor day um that's when they're going to have the second round and then after smackdown is the final and i want to say that's in october i mean am i the only person that's sincerely like <laughs> like upset right now no. What are yeah. we upset about? The May Young Classic uh, and how uh, it's not live and uh, uh, the fact that we got to wait a month to um, see what everybody's seeing right now. Yeah. I, got you. I, got I mean, you. oh my goodness. Um, I mean, we've been seeing the names been leaking out slowly but surely and, you know, people qualifying to be in it. But to actually see them there is is, is hard. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it's like yeah. $30 is hard. 30 tickets for two days. <laughs> when I, I'm not even going to even bring it up. I'm not going to bring it up. There's a, tr truthfully, 
if if I would have realized today was the day that we would have been out there, I probably would have just sat home and just I don't know, drunk my life away because I'm just pretty blown about that. I don't know. But um, in other in other happier things, I mean, um, of of the thirty two talent, I mean, who are you guys most excited to see? Or um, you know, let's get some let's get some book in here. Who makes it out of this first night? I still have well, to see the roster. Let me research. The problem with that is we don't know what the matches are because we can't watch it until next month. So we know who the participants are, but it doesn't matter until we see an actual bracket. And apparently after SummerSlam, they're going to do a special on the WWE Network. Um, they're like March Madness Bracketology special or whatever, officially unveiling the matchups. So you got to wait a month. Yeah. 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 No. I'm just reading the spoilers right now. I'm going to stop reading all the spoilers. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I have I'm just saying, like, who do you want? Who do you want to make sure that you see? I mean, 32 people. Obviously, half of them are going to be gone. Maybe between uh, this weekend. But I mean, like, who who do you have? This um, who are you looking forward to advancing? In other words, uh, Candice LeRae. Just straight up, want to see her march into the like the the entire arena with. Tommaso Ciampa's head, like held up, <laughs> held up on a stick. It's going to be the greatest thing. She's just got to go in there and get revenge. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Gargano uh, wasted no time to uh, no put time. in his prediction of who's going to be the winner. Um, Same with Joey Ryan, his, uh, his best friend. And uh, how about uh, Jamal? Are you, for, are you familiar with Renee Michelle, who's from the D.C. area, who's uh, Russell's at MCW. Uh, uh, Sometimes and um, uh, I can't think of the other. I, I know of her. Um, I've not seen it because MCW refuses to have shows in Civilization. Um, because I refuse to make it to that cow pasture out there in uh, Northeastern Maryland. But um, I, I know the name. But uh, of the people that I would really want to see, obviously the big favorite is going to be the more popular indie uh, women that came over, like uh, Crazy Mary Dobson, Mia Yim, uh, and Candice LeRae. But I really want to see Kyrie Hojo. And again, I'm calling about their names that I know. I know they're all something different. Um, but Kyrie Hojo is, w- is who I want to see. I- I w- I've never seen her live. I still won't see her live since we got to wait a month to, to figure this out. But um, I, w- I really want to see how the crowd reacts to her, how many people actually know who she is and what the commentators say about her well. to get people interested and, and familiarized with her. Well, you uh, um she was the last person announced, which is something. Um she came out, uh she had on her attire was really cool and she might have had I maybe say maybe fourth loudest pop. I mean, Rachel Ellering absolutely had the biggest pop. Um Tessa Blanchard had a big pop. That's really good. Um makes sense also. Uh, who is this? I gotta look her. I got. I didn't realize Serena was in it. I'm interested to see what Serena's going to do as she returns. She's back. She she got a medium. Yeah, she got a medium pop. Um, I don't. You know, for the people who may have stopped wrestling wrestling at at a point, may not have seen her. Yep. Or be familiar with her. Straight edge society. Uh, uh, oh. Surprisingly, I'm not gonna say surprisingly because I'm not familiar with her. But um, a name that I wasn't familiar with that I, that got a big pop was Jazzy Gabbert, who was a, a multiple times Stardom champ. So that was interesting to see the fans was uh, reacted to that. 
uh, I'm trying to think who it was somebody else. I'm trying to look at the name. So this well, weekend is the first weekend, right? For for them to do their taping. It's, it's today and tomorrow is the first round. Okay. The second round will be in August, and the third, the final will be after SmackDown. Um, but before two hundred five live, I guess. Yeah. It's gonna be a long show. So, yeah. Um. But really, the final's gonna be live, right? Yeah, the final's gonna be live, so that means that they'll probably take two hundred five live before RAW. Yeah. So okay, so my um, so if you didn't get the chance, oh, uh, matter of fact, Kaylin, did you get to see you? Did you 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 watch the announcement today? Um, not the announcement, but the YouTube video today, right? Uh, I was coming back from the gym, but uh, I watched a bit of it when I got home. So yeah, I saw some of it. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know this one chick, but she is absolutely the German machine from Rocky. She has to be the most intimidating woman I've ever seen in my life. If she doesn't recap, I'm, I'm I, I got to look her name up right now. What what German was in Rocky? No, I mean I didn't mean to derail the show, but what what German was in Rocky? Um, the Who guy that, that the the guy that killed Apollo Creed. You mean the Russian Ivan Drago? The Russian, yes, yes. There you go, the Russian. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be okay. Fact yes. check. Fact check. Hashtag fact check. Can't 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 have a movie can't have a movie fact wrong without him coming right. through. You cannot. Yeah, but that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, well, if it's wrong, it's wrong. But we can have a Mr. Kennedy fact check later though. But, but who wants that? No one wants that. You told me that if I came on a show, you was gonna bring up Mr. <laughs> Kennedy once a week. I said the opposite of that. I said that if you don't come on the show, then I'll have all the Mr. Kennedy news for you. I'm not here. Where's Mr. Kennedy? Mm. <laughs> Anywho, but all right, but anyway, anyway I'll, I'll look at that way. Moving on. But um, so, you know, do you think this is a good strategy about how they're deploying the episodes during pre-tapings uh, for two nights and then, you know, um, deploying them over the months and then the live show eventually? I mean, is this is this a better strategy than what they did with the CWC? Uh Yes and no. Uh, the thing with sports is you, you got to watch it live. Everybody's going to be talking about it live. Yep. Uh, you know, for us to wait a month uh, to, after this YouTube thing is, you know, the hype is going to die down. Um, the spoilers will already be out there. And yep. even if you do watch the, read the spoilers right now as they're coming in, you still got to wait a month to watch it. So unless you're reading those spoilers, you know, every day until middle of August, they go on to uh, August 28th. Um, Oh, that's even worse. Really matter. So, I, obviously, live would be preferable, but it's really tough to do it live because it's a long show. Yeah. So, uh, I guess the question is, should they have done this, like, in addition to NXT tapings? But they only do those once a month, too. So, I, I really don't know what, they, what you do. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think about this. I think about the Cruiserweight Classic. and for, No, better yet. We know how the internet can ruin spoilers and and this ruin events period sort of say i mean which you know kind of the transit transition to the next topic aj styles defeated kevin owens for the u.s championship at a house show and it was cool it sort of say broke the internet got all the way around people went crazy and you know it it, it changed the perspective about anything one because now you know 
you go to a house show because you don't expect much. I mean, you don't expect commentary teams to be there and the cameras. I mean, it's just it's just the it's just the house show feel. But now we're seeing like anything can happen, and not only if anything can happen, it's not really, you know, it it, it makes you change your whole idea about oh, it's just a house show. I'm not going to go. Nothing could pretty much happen. I mean, yes, it happened with uh, Samoa Joe and um, Finn Balor a while ago, which was absolutely awesome when it happened. Yeah. But you know, we're back at this again, and it's just like. I mean, is this a is this a whole new thing? Um, spoilers, obviously, just happening and it's dictating and changing, which actually happens on live TV or the live shows. And you know, do you now do you anticipate that house shows can be actually absolutely worth the worth the time of going because anything can happen? I mean, I don't know. What's what's, what's your guys' thoughts on this? Well, I think for one, it was Madison Square Garden, so that was the big, um, you know, that was the big deciding factor about that title change. But it's funny because. I was going to bring this up actually on last week's show too, because when I was watching NXT and it was the Bobby Roode versus Roderick Strong fight for the title. And I remember thinking like, God, we're so conditioned now to not expect title changes unless it's a pay-per-view. Yep. Like we'll see one title change maybe every few months. So the minute there's a title match on Raw or SmackDown or NXT during the TV shows, you know, automatically, no, they're not winning that title. There's a very, very slim chance that they're going to get the title off the champion. So the fact that they can pull it off at a house show like Madison Square Garden or the one where Smojo won it in like Massachusetts or Wisconsin or wherever that was, that's something that really does kind of shake you out of that complacency and make you think that, oh, well, okay, so anything can happen. And I feel like, you know, WWE is so bad for that. Like they are just very set in only doing title changes on, you know, pay-per-views instead of... God, when I was watching during the Attitude Era, they would change the title of Raw pretty frequently. So, I don't know. It really does just kind of shake you out of this mindset that it can only happen at a certain place in time. So, I thought it was a really great thing that they did. I thought it was amazing they did that, actually. I love Kevin Owens, but I thought that was really cool for MSG. MSG sold out for that, didn't they? Like, wasn't it? It was a sold-out show. Yeah. Yeah, so that was good. Yeah. Caitlin, Caitlin, going back to you, do you remember when that happened with the Samoa Joe and Finn Balor when they had that title change? What year was that? That's 2016 or 2015? Uh, Yeah, I think it was – oh, jeez. It would have been 2015 because Shinsuke, no, no, sorry. It would have been probably early last year because Shinsuke had the belt by gotcha. Toronto. So, yeah, it would have been probably spring 2016. And, and just to add to your point, because you had every talking point, I was going to say it doesn't happen frequent enough, but it happens enough no. where you remember it. So, for example, yeah. it's and that, like, that, yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It was April. It was oh, April just, oh. 2016. Nice. So no, I'm just going to say that, that's the, yeah, that's the point that you made is that it actually makes you really remember it. So in that way, maybe they are succeeding in making you think that, oh, I'm really going to remember when that happened. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's great as it, it should happen, but I don't think it should happen too, too much. But you have to think that anything can happen at any time. And the way the Internet community is, regardless of what happens, it's going to spread. You're going to get, you know, some feed about it on Twitter. You're going to get some mentions. So anytime you get a conversation about that in any type of social aspect, I think that brings good publicity to WWE, but you don't want to make sure you do it too often. But for titles like even the NXT title, you can stay secondary to what the SmackDown world title or the, you know, the Universal title will be. It's not that big of a scale, but the U.S., Intercontinental, those titles could change hands hands and have a great impact for what it is for the show. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the whole aspect now is like now again, if you see um, a good number of uh, uh, a good number of people within the camera crew 
and you see commentary now you're like okay kind of spoiling the fact that you know something's going to happen at this show so but for me the one thing i like about house shows is because it definitely feels different than Mm -hmm. a live show Mm -hmm. you know it's more intimate and um matches are worked a little bit different but you know massive square garden the prestigiousness of it and you know i guess at a a sense because how how big they make it for being there they try to make sure that the fans get their money's worth in a sense and i guess that was the, the reason why they did it but nonetheless i'm pretty i'm i'm pretty happy for aj having a belt and um um you know hopefully making it relevant again john cena obviously returns and has his eyes on it at some point so you know we'll see how that happens but speaking of that to change let's throw this question to you now think about this you have john cena rusev kevin owens and aj styles which could arguably arguably be your top four superstars on smackdown they're all competing for the u.s title do you think that's good or bad oh good because anything that's gonna you know make the u.s championship um as fun and exciting ever since the open challenge is good. It's, you know, it's good to go. But that doesn't bring so, down gender at all, right? No, 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 no. I mean, first of all, gender having a belt alone is, is, is just, it is what it is. And right. he's, he's still ultimately going to be um, the biggest heel on SmackDown. And, you know, he has the belt for their reasons. I mean, you, you're still, you still having a marketing for the India, the India tour. And, um, you know, he, you know his storyline is the most intriguing to me still yep. for SmackDown. Yeah, and you know um, he's proven he could do the work. And this is just—I think you know—hopefully, if it's booked the way I would like it to be booked, this is just the beginning of it. So, gotcha. You know, we'll see. Gotcha. Um, so I'm not even going to lie. I'm sitting here watching the May Young Classic Parade of Champions again, and yeah, I'm pretty blown that. Uh, I'm not there. Just after again. <laughs> <laughs> we just missed it, man. We just we had it all planned out and everything. Kaylin, you know, honestly, I might just end up. I might just end up doing what you do and just read spoilers. Like I'm just, just, just. Let's just so be it. I have no shame about spoilers, guys. I won't spoil it for anybody else, but I'm not precious about spoiling things for myself. What if the world ends tomorrow? We don't know. Maybe Trump could start a war with North Korea, and we could all die. Like I want to know who wins. <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going to my grave not knowing who wins. Like, come on, come on. Live for today, carpe Well, great balls of fire happened, and did. Balls. you know, my WWE prediction balls. balls, WWE balls, which was not the official hashtag, but for some reason <laughs> we all used it. <laughs> I was gonna say the people who really was out here for the puns was all was using it, and it was absolutely hilarious. But uh, it happened. <laughs> And it was a very interesting card. Um, first of all, I, I didn't give it the time of day initially because of the name, but it happened. And I, I don't think it was a bad. The only thing that was bad about it is that Krabby didn't get a chance to do his ball family hashtag balls there, where he get to list the whole ball family as he did last week. You want to go through <laughs> those names again one more time? No. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? I mean, I'm very sure. Lavernius Ball and 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 Lithuanian Ball. You know, I'm just all those names. I, I, don't, I don't know. Those are those are balls that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, instead of going down the whole car and uh, basically recapping it, let's just talk about some highs and lows about it. Um, obviously, I'll start off with my absolute low. 
And I just have no clue how in the world a Heath Slater and Kurt Hawkins match absolutely made it on this card. And I don't know how I made it on this show. Yeah, like, okay, wasn't planned, sure. But Heath Slater <laughs> defeated Kurt Hawkins on a pay-per-view in which Finn Balor was not even on the card at all. How, what? They co-headlined the card. Basically. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, you're okay with that? Why are you okay yeah. with that, Krabby? Uh, because, number one, I don't like Finn Balor. Uh, number two, uh, Kurt Hawkins is a star, and so is Heath Slater. So if that was five minutes, I'm sure that was a hell of a five minutes. <laughs> I can tell you that nobody saw it. I did, I did. <laughs> it I happened, did. but no one saw it. <laughs> I mean, for, for the record, I didn't watch the pay-per-view. The only thing that I saw was Jordan Grace being um, for reasons. Uh, but no, apparently she likes parking lots, and she was checking out the structural integri integrity of um, the American Airlines Center parking lot in Dallas, and then Oh my God! There's a rogue ambulance and, and stuff and things happen. Watch it. I, I didn't care, and um, but I'm damn shamed that I missed that uh, Heath Slater and uh, Kurt Hawkins though. Yeah, I can tell you that um, the cameras didn't get that, but they did get AJ Styles beating um, beating Kevin Owens at a house show. So it's it's crazy, it's, it's crazy how the how the camera uh, the camera crew is pretty biased about people, you know. Kaylin, uh, yeah, what no, about shame. you? Oh God, the minute that. Hawkins came out with his jobber entrance and there was no music or anything and then he showed up. I was at I'm at a watching party and I just said to the guys, I'm like, guys, this is getting interrupted. Like there's no way this match is finishing. This is gonna be the intermission until we cut back to the ambulance. And that's exactly what happened because I'm like, oh no, we didn't get like the fun Hawkins axe. Like this is a this is this is like, you know, this is a false beginning. Um and yeah, that's what happened. We we never saw the ending. I just think that the real kick in the ass was the fact that they had, you could hear the announcement that like Heath Slater wins, and you can hear it in the back while they're focusing on the ambulance. I'm going, oh god, like that is insult to injury. Those poor guys. But you know, whatever they made, they made it work. They co-headlined. They yeah, they had some fun about it on Twitter afterwards. So, yeah, they, did. Know, they, they They took the joke really well. Like it was a uh, you know good on them. I'm really I'm glad that there are people that fill that position. But uh, yeah, no, that was the ambulance match was great. Um, when Roman speared himself into the ambulance, we all cheered at my party. We just started freaking out and screaming. It was the greatest moment. And then, you know, then he went full heel and tried to kill Roman. Roman. And, uh, you know, murder's great. It gets you a title shot. If every murder got a title shot, we'd have lots of, you know, belts in America. So. Yeah, you know, well, I'm, pre I'm pretty sure why is going to the Hall of Fame then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! How how do we respond back from that one? Well, that's true. Uh, what what do you mean by murder, though? You know, oh, you know whole... yeah, to kill him. Oh, okay. how the match work? You know, Roman Reigns tried to uh, tried to murder Braun Strowman. Not not Apparently... even joking. I I went to the bathroom because I'm like, oh, this is probably done. And then I'm in the bathroom and all my I hear just my dudes just like screaming. I'm like, oh no, what happened? And I go out and the everyone's smashed. And I'm like, oh, okay, well that's it's not great for Braun. But he's probably going to explode out of the back of the ruined ambulance and, you know, paint the walls with his blood. Well, none of that happened. We did get to see uh, Jamie Noble, though. So, <laughs> one half of Jamie's security. Sure, yeah, Kurt Hawkins, Zach, um, uh, Heath Slater, and Jamie Noble. And yeah. both. Sorry, I missed it. And it, 
It said it said eat balls so many times. I know. <laughs> Her faces were blocking. There's just so many balls there. Uh, uh, eat balls. It was the best. It was a great night. But um, the 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 Joe Lesnar match was everything I wanted. Everything I wanted. It was great. Um, I got really mad at the ending. I will. I, I won't lie. I started getting pretty outraged about like why? What what does this like that? That doesn't make any sense. He just. Hung Joe was wailing on him, and then Lesnar hits one F5, and it's over? That makes no sense. And I was getting really mad, and then my buddy pointed out, he's like, no, like, like you have to look at it this way, is that there's no way, like, like Lesnar put Joe over way more than he ever did Goldberg or Kevin Owens. He's, like, he squashed those guys. But Joe, he gave a really good, what was it, like an eight to ten minute match? Like, it was really good. So it, it honestly showed... Uh, highlight reel for both men, I think. And when I looked at it that way, I was like, oh yeah, that actually does make sense. And it also does let the program roll on to SummerSlam. As opposed to, you know, maybe a fatal four-way, uh, we'll all die. It'll be the best the best SummerSlam that we've had in years. So, anyway, I thought it was a great match. Great you, match. you know, you point out a good, you point out something really um, significant to me. And the fact that, yes, he did put over Joe, mm -hmm. and Joe did lose by one F5. I mean, yeah. Two things about this I like. Um, you legitimizing a finisher, which has I don't know how long it's been since one finisher has actually beat somebody at a pay-per-view main event. And yes, it sets it up for a bigger plat, uh, a bigger stage, which you know we talked about before. How we, you know, this is where we think it should be. I thought the match started extremely well in the way I wanted it to be in a all-out brawl. Brawl. So overall, I thought the match was completely were good, and I think the implications for what happened at SummerSlam could be even. Like even more amazing, um, and you know, that's where that's where the money is to be made for them two at SummerSlam. Um, but also, I have to say that uh, Joe has been probably the most interesting thing ever since he won the uh, number one contender. As far as his his work. His promos, everything. He's just, I'm, I'm, I'm even starting to notice that he's starting to bring out the best of Brock. Like Brock, legitimately has just been squashing people, and it's just like you can't take anybody serious. But I still legitimately feel that Joe is, uh, his the most le legitimate threat that he's had since. Mm -hmm. Yep. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about how how the Universal Championship picture is, is um being handled. Um, another, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure you guys probably feel different about this. I do not like the ending uh, for the Hardy Boys and Cesaro and Seamus match. I mean... What happened? He basically... He had an opportunity to... Um, first of all, a lot of people on Twitter were saying like they didn't feel like this match was even supposed to be booked that way or um, Defenders wasn't supposed to be booked that way. But nonetheless... Um, um, Jeff Hardy came within one second of a three count at the last second of the uh, 30 minute uh, Iron Man and he ended up not getting it thus if he would have it would have tied it up 4-4 and it would have went to a sudden death but it didn't happen and then um, it it just, it just looked really sloppy however on the contrary Cesaro ring IQ looked you know was 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 smart towards how, how the match was worked and trying to escape and avoid him to, you know, to run down time. But nonetheless, it just, uh, moves was rushed and it just looked a lot out of misplace. And I definitely don't think this is one of their best matches ever. Uh, I agree with that. It definitely wasn't. Mm -hmm. 
Well, part of it the just, problem with Iron Man matches is that they seem to do the whole uh, either um, beat the clock, you know, will with the person let the clock decide. You know, um, they did it with Bailey versus Sasha in NXT um, at least once, um, where they had the, the the final fall was decided within seconds of the final bell. Yeah. Yep. Um, and apparently, this was the same thing, and. Um, uh, of course, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Um, you know that was another one where, oh my God, who's going to win? Uh, the, the other um, um, Iron Man match. I want to say it was maybe Shawn Michaels and Lacey Ramon, something like that. Uh, but either way, it all comes down to like the last five seconds, and that seems to be like a common uh, trope with Iron Man matches. And I don't know. I, I think Cesaro and the Hardy Boys, especially especially the Hardy Boys. And I don't like them being stuck in limbo. You know, either they need to get a new gimmick or go full on broken and say, let the lawyers come. <laughs> um, and Cesaro and Sheamus, I still don't buy them as a tag team, but I never have. I agree. I, I, I agree. And, you know, the broken gimmick is everything everybody's been waiting for. And this is the closest they've been to really revealing it and hitting it was the promo that they cut on Raw this week. Yep. And you know, do you guys think is this is this the right time? I mean, should they be preparing this for SummerSlam? Is that honestly, what should happen? Honestly, it's a big tease. I don't think it's ever going to happen. As much I as they just watch it, uh, yeah. As much as I want the broken gimmick to happen, I just don't think WWE is going to pull the trigger on it. I just don't think it's going to happen. The problem that WWE seems to have is that they force uh, pop culture instead of letting it mature organically. Exactly, I agree and, with that totally. In TNA, uh, the broken gimmick. Uh, in in uh, New Japan and Ring of Honor, uh, the Elite, you know, their thing. These things are taking on a life of its own because it's exactly the kids agree um, because it's growing organically, and instead of just going, well, this is the thing that you're going to like, no matter how many times that you want to see. It. Right. Exactly. Yes. That's WWE's way of doing things nowadays. I agree. One thing for uh, me, one thing for me though, just to add to that, I don't mean to cut you off tomorrow. You, did you want to finish your point though? No, 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 no. One thing that I would say that was a real good uh, spotlight or positive of the pay per view was storytelling, as how storylines continue towards SummerSlam. I thought they were very effective. What they did with Big Cass, um, again, like Caitlin said, what they did with Brock Lesnar and, and Joe, even though the finish might not be what everybody wanted, it was still storyline progression to a, one of the major four pay per views. However, one storyline that I was not in favor of. Even though he did get the win, Bray Wyatt to me that was a that was a downfall for me. Even though it was an opening match, it wasn't a bad match. But to me, this was like a pointless win for Bray. Bray has never got a win when he needed the most. Even that elimination chamber match, from what we found out what it was at Mania, to me that was a wasted win opportunity. So I just want to know what they're going to do with Bray. Are they all in or are they not all in? So use that to what you want to do. Do you want him to be a top demon? I mean, make him legitimate. I just, I just didn't feel like Seth didn't lose anything by him losing that match more. You know, I, I just don't know how to feel about that. Why are we not getting Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor? That's what I want to know. Like, that's a great. That question. solves the issue. What you do, what that solves the issue. What you do with both of them, like it gives you a really kind of weird, dark, supernatural storyline. And uh, as far as I know, a lot of fans really want that. We really want to see that matchup. And what are you doing with Finn right now? Like. He's not even on the. He's not even on the card. Like, just let him fight. Let him fight Bray, and they have a better. Like, they have a tailor-made storyline there. You don't have a story with Seth. Put Seth in a program with Dean. I'm sorry. Like, I just want to see Seth and Dean fight forever. 
and you know make make Dean the heel here. Like play off of what happened on Monday Night Raw. Like I don't, you can't turn the program that quickly on either of them. I know that, but that's what I want to have happen next. Like if I could change creative, I think that's probably the better way to go for both, especially with SummerSlam. Those are matches mm -hmm. we want to see, not like. I don't know. I don't, I don't really care to see Bray versus Seth again because it was pretty. Uh, you're right. It was not the best match. Sadly. Every single person that you've named in your last comment all are lost at sea and need placement. There needs to be a reshuffling of some sort mm -hmm. to get purpose yeah. because all of them is. Yeah. You know what? Bray Wyatt was the opening match and I totally don't remember it at all. Yeah, <laughs> it was pointless. No. I um. And by, by the way, Enzo, Enzo was talking way too much for me. Um, get trying to get points over that made no sense. Big Cass music was just absolutely trash. You didn't and, like it? No. And and it's so trash that eventually, once you um get through about the the maybe the second third loop, it sounds like Tommy ends uh or Alistair Black's uh music uh, okay. mixed in. So it's absolutely, it's just, I I'd be surprised if he has that but throughout the whole year, but it's absolute trash. And he's trash on Mike. <laughs> so them two just need to just stay away from, uh, they, they need to just end that feud now. And, and, and I don't know, Big Cass needs a mouthpiece if he's ever going to be a top heel because he is absolutely garbage on Mike. Absolutely. He, he didn't do bad. Um, when he did that, you know, opening monologue before the big show came out, which I think will be his SummerSlam match, I would be surprised if on the, the pre-show. That's so, so pointless. But but it's a way that, once again, think about this. Think about this now. The last time Big Show put over somebody, whether it was at a house show or on TV, that person became champion. Who? Oh, gender? Yep. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Big but Big Show does. He, picks over, he puts over people. I don't know. Big, big Show puts big over show. everybody. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. What were you going to say, Kaylin? I just said Big Show puts over everybody, and uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a star maker, that Big Show. All, all I know is, like, forget this. We're talking about the Royal Brand. Uh, we need the Revival to have some purpose here. They came out and attacked the Hardys. That's cool. But we sincerely need them to be fully involved in the title picture and doing what they do best, and that's being top guys all day. As far as that, you know, the Miz is good. And other than that, nothing else to say about the pay-per-view <laughs> because that's it. Um, mm. Any other yeah, comments? I just, I, I just ate a lot of sh food shaped like balls. That was my, my WWE balls night. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, we had a theme. We were like, everybody has to bring food shaped like balls. That's all we're going to do. And that's what we did. It was, uh, so it was a lot of meatballs there, huh? We actually didn't have meatballs, but we did have tidbits. Oh, no, okay. we did. We did. We did have Timbits, which I think uh, Dunkin' Donuts has an equivalent donut okay. holes. I, I'm okay. not sure. Yeah, yeah ball, ball shaped things. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> snow, snowballs, like those those coconut covered things. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good night. It was a fun night. But uh, yeah, no, it, it was a better pay per view than I was expecting. Um, I'll I'll like myself here and say that I've always been Team Raw. I I don't understand the wave of hatred it got for a very long time. And oh, SmackDown Live so much better. What's well, such a better show? Like it's not. I'm sorry. I'm not into SmackDown Live at all. The fact that it is kind of crashing and burning right now is filling me with joy. Um, I've always been Team Raw because I'm a Seth Rollins girl. So you know, good good for Raw for pulling out a, a very good pay per view. And um, yeah, I just I thought it was great. It was a good night. Um, I don't remember much now because it's been a week, but 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a few days, I forgot everything. So, but yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. Good stuff. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just the name, and I just had low expectations going into it, but I did, you know, finish watching it, and I was like, oh, you know, that wasn't that bad. It wasn't brutally pain, like, painful, like, Fastlane, which was absolutely horrible. Oh, but, I, got, you know, I, I got so blackout drunk watching Fastlane, like, you guys have no idea. It was, like, cirrhosis-level drunk. So, Fastlane, <laughs> the worst game for you I've watched all year, because I passed out. <laughs> but, yeah, no, my you- myself. My 75-year-old father loved the name Great Balls of Fire. I'll tell you that. He was very into it. He thought, he just, oh, Great Balls of Fire. That's great. Jeremy Lewis. I'm like, yes, Dad. That's exactly what I got. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, uh, <laughs> he, just knew, he knows nothing about wrestling, so it's very fun. But, um, but yeah. You definitely so, said uh, seven years old. That's Vince McMahon's age, correct? 75. Yeah. My dad is five years above uh, Vince. But uh, he's, not as, he's not vascular as Vince, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody is. I'm pretty sure. No problem with that, though. No. Oh, okay. Um, I am going to let either Caitlin or Jamal bring in this next topic because I really do not know how to Woo-hoo. go about it. There it is. What are we talking about? You know what we're talking about. You know what we're talking about. Mr. Okay. Kennedy. Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> it's about Mr. Kennedy. Actually, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I did look for any news on Mr. Kennedy that would be of interest to anybody outside of his cast. And I'm still looking. Thank you. The night's not over. Oh, no, it is. It definitely is. (laughs) I'm I'm going to look up something from you, and I'll text it to you. you Does that count? Does does that count? (laughs) Hey, man, you're his biggest fan. You should be having his news. I should have his news once a week. I should. It's okay. There isn't isn't news. That's the problem. Okay, so so to find, we'll get into this, I, I guess. Um, uh, Paige and Del Rio, I actually have this as do we care because I just don't care about them anymore. Um, there was an incident earlier in the week at uh, Orlando International Airport, and Paige told a very different story than what could have been, um, that what was found out. Uh, originally, Paige said that uh, you know, they, her and Del Rio walked through the airport. They called the cops on an, uh, on an obnoxious fan that threw a drink in uh, Del Rio's face. And But then the re- police report came out and said that it was a domestic incident. Well, how if a fan was involved? So that's that, that was a red flag for me. And then, of course, later it came out that... Um, well, that's not really what happened. Uh, Paige got some bad news about a family member uh, who was in the hospital back in England, and that sucks. Uh, you know, get well so, uh, soon, Uncle Stu. But Del Rio, you know, had some unflattering words for him. Of, well, I hope he dies. But um, they had a fight, and, um, you know, at that time, a fan, you know, saw them and was like, oh, what's, hey, big fan, what's going on here? Okay, this is clearly the wrong time. Um, you think? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see myself out now. Uh, but then managed to record the whole thing and send it to TMZ, so that's great. Stand-up guy. Um, and in the video obtained by TMZ, or audio, rather, obtained by TMZ, uh, you can hear Paige and Del yelling at each other about, you know, how they're you know, just uh, basically, you know, uh, a fight between a married couple. Um, no one was arrested. Uh, no one was charged with anything. The Orlando police were looking into it. Uh, Global Force Wrestling, 
which is what they're calling themselves this week, suspended Alberto Del Rio um, pending the uh, results of the investigation. Well, the internet already solved the case. We're just trying to piece it back together. Um, so we'll, we, we don't know, because he's their like ultimate champion, they have like three heavyweight championship belts, and he definitely has two of them. So I don't know what that means for them. Oddly enough, and I, have, and I got this in the news, but I'll just spill it now, uh, Del Rio is kind of split in the backstage locker room at TNA. They don't know what to make of this. If the rumors are true, do you shelve them and keep them? Because he brings a lot of money to the Latin fans, the Spanish-speaking world, and they're trying to sync that deal with uh, AAA in Mexico. And Del Rio, obviously a Mexican national, um, could definitely help them with that market, same way that Jinder Mahal is helping them, WWE and India. But if he is a white-beating drunk, that's a bad time around the world. So how can that guy be your champion? So, so the powers that be in TNA are consulting the giant owl, and the owl and Hootie, God bless you, Hootie, um, doesn't really have an answer yet. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on that front going forward. The owl spokesperson, Jeff Jarrett, has said um, on a conference call on Wednesday that, um, what are you going to do? So he suspended. Uh, they only tape once every six months anyway, so that's not really a, a, a problem yet. But it, it really will be interesting to see what legally comes of this situation. Now, on Paige's side of the thing, uh, Paige's family has been speaking out against Del Rio. And um, Paige's brother and owner of a wrestling school in Norwich, England, uh, Zach Beavis, Bevis, I'm gonna, let's go with Bevis. Um, he said on his Facebook page on July 11th, and I quote, I've got too much to say, and I'm very worried about my sister. Please keep an eye on her. She had one prick known as Brad Maddox. Well, she had... Two actually, but uh, who took advantage of an eighteen-year-old girl? Time out. <laughs> what? 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 What happened? What I missed? <laughs> That's a technical <laughs> foul. Technical foul on on okay. Okay. Can you repeat this? Fair enough. I'm sorry. I la I laugh. Could you repeat that line again? Start with. Uh... Uh, she had one prick known as Brad Maddox who took advantage of an eighteen-year-old girl, physically and mentally abused her, and now she's in in now she's with a control freak who thinks he's a tough guy because he beats my sister and has money to cover his tracks. I love my sister, and she she will end up like Whitney Houston or Amy Winehouse. Please share this. I want the world to know that I care about my little sister. Everyone keep an eye on her. You'll be angry at me, assumedly talking to Paige at this time, but I love you, and I'm writing this on behalf of all of the knights. So, you know how his... Some harsh words. We know how his, uh, Paige's, right. we know how Paige's family feels. Uh, we know how uh, Paige feels herself as she's defending her husband on Twitter saying, please respect the privacy, leave us alone, blah, blah, blah. This was a, a mountain out of a molehill and all that good stuff. What the absolute real is, is that, you know, is this Stockholm Syndrome? Um, obviously, this is a very private situation that has blown up and in, into the public center. But uh, I, I don't... I don't care about the Dr. Phil aspects of it because we're not in that relationship. They need to work that specific part out about it behind closed doors. But as far as Paige goes and the rumors that have been coming out that Del Rio purposely says things on Twitter to try to get her immediately fired from WWE. Um, for example, I don't know, calling out Triple H, the Usos of the New Day, um, to come to his restaurant so that he can buy them a meal and fight them all in the parking lot uh, last Tuesday when SmackDown was in San Antonio. 
Um, he does things like that. Cool. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it would be interesting to know if that's actually a thing that's being reported that, again, said it last week, he's a dick, but that's what they do. But it's just one big mess. And I guess the question that I ask you guys is, I'm really not interested in Del Rio. Um, not, whether he's right or wrong in this specific situation at the airport, um, it doesn't still erase his general history of being a drunken baboon with a Spanish accent. So where does Paige go from here? Um, should she should she be concerned about her WWE career? Will she ever come back to the WWE? Nope. And, and more importantly, what happens when she gets pregnant? Because you know that's going to be the next thing. I thought it would have been sooner than this. But uh, I don't know. True. I will, speaking, I, I have been a mid-20s girl stupid in love with a guy. And you do really fucking dumb things. You do dumb things. And I remember when she was first doing her whole, I love my happy so much, tattoo his name, just like all over Instagram. I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. But I remember being that girl, and I would have, I would have done the same thing. I would throw throw your career away for a guy. Sure, why not? You know, you you only live once. But it's just, it is a really hard thing to watch. And I just think it's the whole situation is very sad. I hope everybody gets the help they need. Um, you know, I've never been in a situation like that myself, thankfully. And I, I don't, I cannot recall if any of my close friends have been, which is also great. Um, but I do know that. You know, the idea, and what everyone keeps saying right now is that, oh, she needs an intervention. People need to stage an intervention. You know what, interventions are bullshit. They're not great. The person themselves has to realize that this is bad and they want to make the change. If anything, an intervention makes a person dig their heels in deeper and go, you know what, no, fuck you. I'm, this is my life. This is what I'm going to do. You can't tell me that this is wrong. And I can absolutely see Paige doing that entire kind of thing if her family tried to intervene in this. Like she, she loves, she loves Del Rio. We don't know why. I have no idea why. But she clearly. Oh, we, we know why. We absolutely okay, well, know why. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the other. Yeah. That's the other. That's the other rumor going around oh, right? that that allegedly, like you know, they're they're both really into blow and they're together for the drugs. But we don't know. There's no proof of that yet. Maybe Kim Kardashian might know something about that <laughs> with Snapchats. Um, but it's it, it's just it's a bad situation, and there's so much hearsay, and there's so much, you know, there's so much fake news to steal a word from your vice president. <laughs> but it's just it's hard to figure out what's going on, and I just hope it doesn't end with anybody dead. Um, I saw someone, I don't know where, but someone left a comment saying like, I can see this ending up being a Benoit situation, and I was like, oh god, like don't don't even man, like that's a horrible thing to wish. But but um, but the brother also disalluded to it too. Amy How Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Uh, Winnie, I mean, you know, for any situation that has speculations with names implications, is that it's got to be bad, 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 bad. I mean, this is yeah. This is really like if her brother, new- if if her brother, her brother is saying that he beats my sister, like that's that's pretty that's pretty severe allegations to, to, to level at someone you know like that's kind of is he telling the truth because that's, that's well, horrible it's, it's and, slanderous honestly it is incredibly uh, slanderous. So that's not something yeah that's that you can't you can't just throw out you know assertions like that on the internet because that's no. correct um, it's, career, it's you, the career ending absolutely it is and um, know, i really you know, in this in this whole trash fire of a situation i just can't get over the fact that jeff jarrett said 
he's not going to take the belt off of Del Rio because their brand is tarnished enough. <laughs> I did just, say that. I, he did say that. And I was like, oh, God. I mean, it, it, it's too much to hope for more, that the more could happen out of this, that you know, more be done about domestic violence that is done in like the NFL or um, any other sports leagues that don't take a stand on this sort of thing. But that's, you know, you, you don't expect for much to happen out of this, unfortunately. It's, it's, but unfortunately, tragedy. It, it does take uh, you know two willing participants to want to remedy the situation. And as you know, and again, I don't unless you are a like social worker or something like that. I know that I'm not, and I'm not in a domestic violence uh, situation, nor have I ever been. But when you see something going wrong, you got to know that that's that there's one side, and then there's another side, and both of the somebody's got to realize that. This is not the way to go about doing things, and hopefully, um, they'll they'll get it together. Um, yes. Both from a career standpoint, which is the only thing I care about, because I know her from the wrestling. Uh, from a physical standpoint, that she, you know, whatever injury that she is recovering from, that she's still recovering from, this can't help. It's a physical and mental well-being that you need to uh, get checked out. So, um, and Del Rio, you know, whatever he has going on, it's um. It's it's it doesn't help his track record too. The one thing that I do find interesting is that WWE has not commented at all about this. They can't. And she's technically they they shouldn't, but they could, but they didn't. Um, they can't. And, and I think that's, that's smart on their part. You're very right? very smart. I I have to I have to retract something I said earlier where I said this is career ending. Uh, this is absolutely character ending with allegations such like he's not going to recover from that nor does anybody ever in any profession um, no no no, no. It, it should be career ending if and, I, and I, i'm speaking personally and, and hopefully others will agree if you have a known wife beating drunk and i say drunk because check his periscopes um if you have a known wife beating drunk facts facts as the face of your at the face of your company then that company can go scratch that's not someone that you need as the representation of your brand. Yep. So what it, hopefully, hopefully these, these salacious allegations are absolutely unfounded. Hopefully, and nobody else was there except those involved, hopefully it's one big overblown exaggeration. But if it ain't, and I bet dollars of donuts that it ain't, then El Del Rio, I'm not gonna say should, but it should be increasingly difficult for him to work again, especially since you're based on a business of trust. It's not like he has, you know, a resume that he can hand to a promoter, but you have to sell something to the promoter. And there's not anything that you're going to sell over being, uh, this is, it, it's, it's, a, it's akin to Chris Benoit, you know, aside from the murder aspect of it, but mm -hmm. it's so morally reprehensible that there's no coming back from it. I, I, I was going to ask that transition because, and once again, I, I, I hate to do this reference, but you have to think about how China went through her life. Could this be something similar? As you mentioned, Benoit, China, is this to that certain level that both for Del Rio and, and Paige, that they're going through this together? And when to change, when you say career suicide, I mean, it's in a way it all relates. Would you agree, Jamal? Or Well, we don't know. We know of Paige, the character. Right. And we assume that Paige, the character, is a hyper uh, extended uh, section of Soraya Knight, the person. Right. It's an amplified version of that person. Gotcha. But we don't know that person. 
and we just hope that whoever that person actually is, uh, you know, maybe she is that girl who's, yep. you know, 25 or whatever she is now, and she's living the dream. She's was on top of the wrestling world for a while, and uh, that does change your your character, your um, your psyche to be to be brought down a peg. Yep. And then when the whole world is calling you names, mischaracterizations, you have a guy on, you know, like Don Quixote riding on his horse. Right. You know, telling you things that you want to hear that nobody else is telling you because everybody's in your business and he, he's the only one that understands. That's not a story that's unique to Paige. The ending also, unfortunately, is not a story that's unique to Paige. Um, and you can ask Mariah Carey or Taylor Swift or Pink or Kesha or, you know, and those are just the names that I know. About what happens when you're when you wind up with a bad dude, and then your career suffers for it. Yeah. So except for Adele. Uh, hopefully, I don't know who Adele is. Mm-hmm. I'm just except for Adele. Stop. Just go ahead. I'm about to say stop. Why you had two chains? Okay. But but so, but I no, mean, you you make excellent points, like thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a that's a thing, and uh, we just hope that at the end of the day that we see Paige, the character that we know and love, on TV again. Uh, and we hope that for the family uh, to put that bit of business out there is a bold move. And But I think it comes from a genuine place, and that's unfortunate. Yep. Because you don't throw bombs like that on the internet if you don't mean it. No, not at all. Now, let me ask you something very interesting I'm thinking about right now. You said we only know Paige the character, and then the first thing that came to my mind is like, well, you know, we do have a sort of a peek of how she is inside of her life with Total Divas. But let me just step back from that for a second. Total Divas have not has not officially released her from this next upcoming season. Do you think that they are looking at this situation as money to be made or in a form of somehow this this ends with some form of happy ending? No, I don't think so. Either. I've never seen I've never seen a single episode of Total Divas, um, but it's a television show. And in North America, television shows can't end on a sad note. So there's a difference between playfully ignorant and holy shit, you need to get your life together. There's there's a different type of thing. Total Divas is still supposed to be a fun, bubbly, you know, upbeat show where they just get into general mischief. Yep. Like, oh, Dean didn't talk to me today, or John Cena wears too many ties, or I hate his cologne, blah, blah, blah. Right. Not like Dean has a heroin addiction. And he right. just beat him <laughs> right, right. They're not doing that on Total Divas. Agreed. And this is a very serious situation between Paige and, and Del Rio having allegations of um, uh, of spousal abuse. We haven't, um, you know, like, that's not a situation that, that bodes well on TV for that type of show. It is too dark for Total Divas. It very Way too dark. How, however, Total Divas is ran on um, on the E Network. Mm-hmm. Right, which is where the Kardash- the Kardashians uh, live and were grown and all the other good stuff. But that's and still a different tangent, though, because but it's yeah. the same. But it's the same show, though. It's the same show, right? It, but- like I don't care whether you're the Real Housewives of of Detroit or you know the suburban you know soccer moms of West Philadelphia or whatever you are. <laughs> it's the same type of show where they just get into general mischief. Right. Nobody's but- like, oh my god, she just ran over that grandma. <laughs> What's going to happen next week? You know, but that's that's my whole point. I mean, like, um, Kim had her incident in Paris where she was uh, um, held hostage, and it was a very 
um mental break it was it was a it was a really mental point for her in her life as as well as kanye too and right. you know it could have been very 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 serious i mean it was very serious but it could have been very very worse than what it was besides this her losing money and jury and that though. absolutely that's but that's still that arm robbery and, and don't get me wrong i'm not trying to minimize the uh dramatic just traumatic effect that it has uh when you've been robbed uh, that is very serious, and it should and it should be taken seriously. However, she lived. It's not over, and we moved on. It's not the same as oh, you know, Kim Kardashian decided to goose step through a Nazi prison camp in Poland, or Kim Kardashian went to, you know to a church and had sex in the confessional booth, or the worst things that you could think of. Kim Kardashian bombed a Planned Parenthood clinic in Colorado. You know, these aren't the things, the serious, felonious things that um, are way too dark for TV. But, but my, and even my, though that happened to her, the only reason why that was why that aired is because the story had a happy ending. Right, but that's my point. Do you think they're looking at this saying, I hope there's a happy ending? Because look, they released Eva Marie. There's nothing, there's, Eva Marie's still contracted with WWE currently. They said they're not going to renew her. Paige is still contracted with WWE. But they, um, E has not said, oh, no. Paige will not be back on the next season of Total Divas. I know for a fact that if Paige is going to be on the next season, and if somehow this whole story ends with a happy ending, it will be the most, the most watched segment or most interesting part of that season. It won't be the Bella. Ray Wyatt, Ray Wyatt to be champion before that happens. I, I would agree with that. Even though I understand your point too, James. You still got to understand this is still, in a way, a WWE product. So they're going to be very cautious of what they need to put on that. And even if it's a happy ending, they might not even bring it up. They just might bring Paige back. Oh, how you been? We haven't seen you in a while. But, like, nothing happened. It oh, probably come will on. Stay far come away on from now. Me. I really think so. I mean, I don't think they would, they would even touch that because of any segment but or any hint of Del Rio being even part of any type of WWE program or whatever is on USAE, the network, whatever, it just can't happen. I mean, but everybody else has, um, you know, everybody else who's went through something that may have rough the WWE program in the wrong way was 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 talked about on Total Divas. I mean, you had the suspensions uh, for uh, uh, whatever it was, uh, Adderall or whatever it was, for both Paige and uh, even Marie. Matter of fact, even Marie last episode was her um, uh, walking out of the arena, going into uh, her limo and being suspended. That was it. No more of her. So not technically a happy ending, but whatever it is. And, you know, you had the Rusev and Lana thing, uh, which, you know, they leaked that on TMZ that they were getting married. But they utilized that to make it intriguing for this season. So, you know, I'm just wondering if Ease is really sick sitting back because, you know, they can care less. If there's money for them, that's all they're worried about. But they have never officially said anything to releasing Paige and not having her back on the next on the um on the next season. Where in this case, WWE probably should say something, as you said earlier. And and also um Global Force has said, you know, made statements about Alberto Del Rio. So, you know, everybody's aware of what's going on. It's just that E has been really quiet about what they're gonna do. And they wasted no time saying even Marie wasn't gonna be back. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You cannot make money off of domestic violence. But here's the real question, though. This is the real question. Can we replace Paige with JoJo? And can oh. we do that now? JoJo should oh. never left. So yeah, you're right. She was on air. 
Uh, you, you, you know, it, you know, I'm because saying, that, that's a situation that's that that kind of went away real quickly. Dude, I'm sorry, Very but I, this is sad to say, but that statement you said is absolutely not true. Money is people love drama, no matter what it is. I mean, that's why world star hip hop yeah, is what it is because the wrong kind of drama though. It is world, world star, the, and all world star hip hop doesn't reach a tenth of what traditional news sources reach. And I know it, it may be popular on the school ground and some dudes around the water cooler. But I'm telling you, like, like real marketable news. It's, it shouldn't even be a thing. Make money off of it. That's it's, just my point. It shouldn't even be a thing. Right. But I mean, you know, right. domestic violence is a very serious thing. But, uh, you know, in, in, the, in the realm of trash TV, people like anything that has drama by any means. Infidelity, abuse, or just whatever. People, that's what people pay to see. And I'm just, I, you know, I'm just really, really sitting back thinking, like, wonder why. He hasn't said anything towards Paige in the next season of Total Divas. And I, the other other thing is, I wonder if Paige does is allowed to come back. How does that affect other people who have really marketable brands, such as the the Bellas? They wouldn't want to be affiliated on the show with with such. So I know there's going to be some roughing of other stars that's being put on there for that reason, but. I don't know. It's just a bad situation all the way around, and I don't, I mean, we just can't emphasize that enough. Um, but it's a you know, it's a story that involves uh, alleged illicit drug use and electric domestic battery. Uh, I don't see a sponsor that's going to back that show. I can't either. I can't either. And, and all I can do is wish the best for them, but stay off, stay away from it, stay away. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk, Let's move on. Um, so yesterday, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, Caitlin, um, PWG announced their participants for the Battle of LA 2007. Another, I wish I was going to. Uh, how much you said tickets were again, Jamal? They start at sixty five dollars. <laughs> if you can get them. Yeah, that and that. But obviously, it's one of the most exciting tournaments on the indie scenes. I mean, if. Um, I watched last year. It was absolutely insane. And just looking down the list, I'm not sure if you guys got a chance to look at it, but just looking down the list, I mean, my boy Donovan Dodjack's in it. Um, uh, Keith Lee is in it for the first time. Uh, who else? Uh, Mark Hopkins, Marty Skrull, Michael Elgin. Marty Skrull, yeah. Elgin, Jimmy Callahan. Uh, Ray Phoenix. So, David Starr. Matt Riddle, the bro. Ricochet, um, War Machine, uh, Sammy Guevara, um, and um, uh, Christ, what's his name? Uh, David Starr, uh, Dev- Desmond Xavier. So it's yeah. the list is nuts, honestly. That is a nuts list. So Riddle, Osprey. I mean, oh, Osprey's in there. Yeah. Wow. So that's going to be that's going to be nuts. So. I, you know, they gotta get, they gotta do it live. I mean, come on, PWG, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, stream it on Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> stream it on Twitch and have us glued to our seats for three days. Absolutely, yeah. don't want to miss it. Yeah. I love any, it. Any, yeah. love it. any, any of you guys' favorites to win it? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Oh, Keith Lee. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say him as well. He's had an amazing year. Would not have expected it after watching him on ROH for so long. I did not expect he had this level of talent, but it is crazy what he does. 
Um, I would also vote Jeff Cobb. Probably going to go far. I saw him wrestle at Smash a few months ago. Absolutely insane. Just that, the way he throws men. Like, he just throws them. Like, and big men. Like, like big Mike Elgin. He threw him. It yeah. was... I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. So, we saw him at Evolve... When, uh, what was that? 88? Four. Four. 84. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just... It's crazy. He's a hell of a guy. Really nice guy. And just... Just, like, just wrecks men. So, like, it's... He's going to go really far, I think. Um... You know, Skrull won it last year. Yep. I don't know. He, there's. I don't think there's ever been a two-time winner. I don't think he'd take it again. But he's going to go far. He doesn't need the win. He does not need the win. He's doing fine right now with Bullet Club. He's selling more merch than I think anybody, except for maybe the Young Bucks. Um, but just the exposure and the fact that he will still do like Bullet is phenomenal for his brand and his name. He looks great. Uh, I think Sammy Callahan will do a good job. He's been also really fantastic on the scene. Matt Riddle, too. Um, Ricochet always puts up a good fight. I think it's going to be great. It's, uh, it's going to be good. Um, my, I, I'm mostly sad about the fact that my boy, my favorite wrestler in the world, Dalton Castle, did not make it this year. He was on last year. He got eliminated. I might have cried. So no Dalton. I don't care that much. But I think it's just going to be a good show all around. Yeah. Yeah, it usually yeah, is. Yeah, winner just keep just Keith Lee will probably win. And well deserved if he does. What about our boy Dijak? How far do you think he'll go? I know one thing. He'll face he'll, he'll he will face Keith Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what. Actually, I'm looking. Has the The bracket been set up? Yeah. No. I, I just see the participants. I have seen I haven't seen that. I haven't seen a bracket. Hmm. Yeah, Keith Lee. I have not seen up. a bracket. Yeah, I just searched that quick. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm puzzled because it's it's the fact of not being able to go. But yes, come come on, PWG. Let's let's get that live streamed. Twitch is absolutely the way to go. You're not gonna make no money on your YouTube because obviously the new policies that's changed. So let's do it on Twitch and let's we'll we'll, we'll get that tipping thing going, <laughs> so we can uh, you know, so the fans can enjoy live. And, uh, all the people that can actually. With that being said, I know I look maybe last year I think it was, but how is the the uh the whole ticketing uh, system work for them? I mean, the ticketing system they're not using um what it what it because I know last year when it came out the tickets sold out in like fifteen minutes. Is it just using the standard link or? Why? Why is it so they difficult? You, I mean, it's it's like you buying tickets for Evolve. They send you to another site and you buy the tickets there. Hmm. But it's just that the places. Like the places are really small, though. Say that again. I can hear either one of you. I was just gonna say that I I I was I'm not sure how they do, but don't they just like they don't even announce it's gonna happen? They just all of a sudden on Twitter, it's like, hey, tickets on sale, go buy them, and then it just you go. It's, that's yeah, I, pretty, you know that's what happened yeah because that's a, you know that's a <laughs> that's funny because that's a, um exactly when I started following PWG because I was like whoa if it's like that you need you gotta be hip mm-hmm, you know? exactly yeah. um mm-mm-mm. so da, 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 da. oh yeah 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 okay so moving on to our last topic before we get into the end of the show um just wondering what you guys are speculating with this Kurt Angle and Corey Graves storyline of this. Mysterious caller that knows their life. Obviously, it's a female of some sort um, because I'm sure Kurt Angle isn't on TV telling um, he loves he, he loves somebody verbally in a very passionate what? way. 
What if it's his legitimate son? Could be a son, legitimate son. Kennedy! Eric Angle? Kennedy! Chad Gable Angle. Chad Mr. Gable Kennedy. Angle? Chad Gable Kennedy. Chad Gable Kennedy? Okay, I, I, I like that. I'm... No, no. Get, give me the full out. What do, you, what do you honestly think? Give me the full out plan or, or booking I, of I this. I have no idea what, what's, what's happening. happening. You got to fill me in. I, I have no idea um, Can I talk about... Go for it. I, I read, not spoilers, but speculation. Um, apparently, it might be Dixie Carter. He's having an affair with, quote unquote, in kayfabe, because she might show up on Raw on Monday. I just... I don't know. This is some Vince Russo shit. Um, maybe not as crazy as Vince Russo would have booked it, but wow, uh, the, the, that, that is kind of interesting. The two popular guesses I've seen is that he's having, like in kayfabe, obviously he's having an like an illicit affair with Dixie Carter, which I don't think would pop the audience as much as they think it will, because how many of the casual Raw viewers are going to know who Dixie Carter is? Like at least when it was Eric Bischoff, we kind of had an idea. There was that history with Vince. We knew who he was as a character, and a lot of I don't think casual fans would even know who she, who Dixie Carter is, or what her background was. So it's just the fact that oh, Angles had this affair with this random woman from Nashville. Okay, so that's the one rumor, and the other one is that he has uh, a legitimate child who it could be anybody from the roster. Maybe it's Hornswoggle again. I don't know. Um, but the people, people really wanted to be Chad Gable. I know that much, and that would be really hilarious. Um, that's all I've heard. I just. You know, it, it's good. I think it's good they're ending this story when they do. I'm already pretty bored of it. I remember when when Graves first left the desk with that first that first instance. I I went to Twitter immediately to be like, is this a work? Like, is, yeah. is, was he supposed to leave the desk? Like, I actually for the first time, you know, I got like a year. I was very engaged in what was happening on Raw. Like, this is great. What's yeah. going on? You know, um, Michael Michael Cole yeah, can't yeah. even sell that. <laughs> I know. I know. I just was kind of like, oh, this is. This is exciting, and then no. So, so the, yeah, the other question is, you know, Kurt is Kurt having, you know, a kayfabe affair? Is he have a kayfabe child? But where does Corey Graves fit in this? I think Corey yeah. Graves actually becomes the new GM like, because Kurt Angle is going to have to remove itself. I never thought Kurt Angle was coming back to be a full-time Raw general manager, and this is a ooh. great way to bring Corey Graves to be the new general manager, so he can bring his heelish gimmicks as a GM, because I would never, ever, I mean, excuse me, I will always remember when I saw him live, I thought he was perfect, and this was prior to his injury, and I think this is a great chance for him to use his personality on TV in wrestling gimmicks, in, in a wrestling promotion, in a general manager's seat, instead of just commentary, even though he's great, but I think this is a whole big setup, as you say, Caitlin, which I think is a great setup for him to be a GM. The other thing I forgot to mention about the illegitimate child thing is that a lot of people are guessing that the uh, the mother of the illegitimate child might be Stephanie McMahon. And that's why, that's who he's talking to on the phone, is it Stephanie? And that's going to lead to a Kurt versus Triple H match. Which, yeah, do we want to see that? Are we interested in seeing that? Like, Kurt's neck is held together with tape. I don't, oh I don't God, know. I don't know if I really want to see it. But if he feels like he... If he feels like he has one more match in him, and God knows Triple H probably has like five more matches in him, maybe more. He's he Kurt Angle wrestled this year, though. Yeah, like he's he's like, doing like, okay. Let's not, let's not forget that. Like, like Kurt Angle wrestled you know, several times this year. Like somehow he's making it work. So you know, maybe we will get that match. But uh, that that might be another thing we see on Monday. We might see Stephanie and Triple H come back on Monday. So right. tune in. That's as far as I was with it. I was like, maybe I, I think Stephanie and uh, Triple H returns and they set up uh, Kurt Angle um, for a SummerSlam match, which he obviously has been very vocal about. I mean, he's just got this new series that just released on the network and all, all the time and is right for it, you know. 
Um, but in the, but in, but anywho, I, I, I'm, I am curious to see where it goes, and I am very, very happy that Corey Graves is involved in something instead of having to deal with Booker T's and Michael Cole's foolishness at the table all the time. Um, so I uh, never thought I would miss David Otago. What? <laughs> <laughs> but. Part of the reason why I don't watch Raw is because I I can't stand Michael Cole. But I know that I can't tolerate Michael Cole and Booker T at the same time. I mean, they should just let Corey Graves do a Joey Styles thing and um and just call it by himself. But I mean, oh yeah, sure. And Raw has a lot of problems. Uh, and there are other reasons why I don't watch it. But I definitely can't stand Booker T. Like ugh. Five times. No. Five times. Five. I mean that that was great twenty years ago, but King no. Booker. Okay. That was great fifteen years ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh let's let's uh get ready to move on to show. Anybody wanna bring anything else before we wrap this up? Yes, do we do we care? I, Mr. I, Kennedy. Oh, okay. No, no, you don't get to do that. That's not your okay. that's not your segment. I'm sorry. Uh Kaylee, have anything else to move on towards the News and ending segment. Kaylee? Yeah. Uh, I think All she right. Somalian internet up there. She said my internet? Right. My, my old internet? Basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, oh yeah. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Not anymore, you should see. So, all right. So, we're, gonna, we're just going to go for it and, and keep moving. Um, so, the news. There's a lot of news. And, you know, aside from uh, Paige and Del Rio, the Mae Young Classic, and, and the stuff that the big things. Um, let's start off first with Mickey James. Um, oh, no. One of the big, um, the big gripes that I have about the Mae Young Classic is they're not. They should have promoted it better. It, it, it was a thing that they announced at WrestleMania, and we've been speculating it since before then. But then it's just here. And now that it's taped tonight, it's just here. We've seen the results, and the results are still coming in. And then we won't be able to see them until next month. And it just feels a bit anticlimactic uh, listening to that. And you have all these other women like Emma, Summer Rae, um, Becky Lynch, and uh, Dana Brooke. Um, what are they doing? Could they have been in the Mae Young Classic? Uh, maybe take, uh, took out some... Um, matches with some people that are going to be in and, and lose or, or whatever, but there, there should have been a way to hype the thing on Raw instead of on Twitter. And I say Mickey James because if you want to see Mickey James, she's going to be doing an appearance at Little Caesars tomorrow. <laughs> so you have the Mae Young Classic, which is amazing. Can I ask um, you one question real quick? Shoot. Little Caesars... Because you know the five dollar pizza and you're in and out. I just want to know at what spacing is there for anybody besides you, the cash register, and the person on the other side of the cash register? They're not going to give her a desk. They're just going to tell her to stand up, and um, she's going to sign some pizzas. Um, sign pizzas. I, I guess or, or something. Yeah. But, but, but you can see Caitlin, not Caitlin. You can see um, Mickey James. At Little Caesars in Christiansburg, Virginia, which is about three and a half hours from here, down 81 near uh, Virginia Tech. How about to say so that's close to where she's from. 
Uh, she's from Richmond. But so about an hour it's, well, it's a lot closer. Uh, closer to two. Okay. Um, but if you are if you're down there in the very eastern Tennessee, very southern West Virginia, very uh, western Virginia, southern Virginia, um, go to Little Caesars in Christianburg and uh, hang out with Mickey James from 11, one to three tomorrow afternoon. Um, but you know, she's doing that, and obviously that's not during the time of her TV taping, but. She's done a lot of that and nothing on really TV, and she could have definitely had some filler matches for the Mae Young Classic right. um, to get that interest on Raw uh, instead of just, it's here. See you next month. Um, uh, let's move on to something that's a little bit better, and we have the G1 uh, Money in the Bank tournament, basically. It's a G1 Climax tournament. Uh, it's a yearly tournament, and the reason why I call it Money in the Bank is because they give you a briefcase uh, that holds the contract for a title shot at Wrestle Kingdom in January. Mm-hmm. Well, they've announced their card. And the G1 looks just amazing. And there's several dates. Uh, it's a long tournament, about a um, month and a half long, and they, it happens all over Japan. And the, 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 the thing that I'm looking at the most, and I'm trying to find the actual... Yeah. The, the two biggest matches that I'm looking at for the G1 tournament, July 17th, which is this weekend, uh, you have Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito. That's going to be awesome. And you have uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. I can't guarantee, because we'll be coming back from Nova Pro this weekend, I can't guarantee that I'll be up at 2.30 in the morning to watch this, but I'm a damn a try. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that looks super, super awesome. And there are a bunch of other qualifying ma- first-round matches for the G1 and some other tag matches. Uh, they got a six-man tag and an eight-man tag going on. So I can't wait. And then uh, on the 20th, um, uh, Suzuki versus Kenny Omega, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Okada versus Toriano, which is going to be awesome. And Michael Elgin versus Tama, uh, Tonga. Don't sleep on Juice, Juice Robinson. Uh, WWE did, and I think he's going to do surprisingly well in the G1. He's been... Uh, whole, really, really holding his own over there. Uh, speaking of the G1, they had in LA the G1 special uh, in Long Beach uh, specifically, and Stone Cold Steve Austin was actually backstage greeting the uh, the New Japan stars at the G1 of Los Angeles. Well, how? And how did the New How did the New Japan guys act? Well, apparently, they turned into a bunch of Japanese schoolgirls. Um, Don Callis, you you may know as Cyrus the Virus in ECW. Uh, he said on his podcast that he does with Lance Storm um, he, that he brought asked Steve Austin to come. He walked him back to the dressing room, and everybody was like, it's Stone Cold. Um, Tanahashi uh, had nearly cried, and uh, his eyes got to about the size of uh, saucers, and all of them are big Attitude Era fans, so Stone Cold, you know, having some words with the boys from New Japan, and it was... Uh, Absolutely. Surely a good experience for everyone involved. Absolutely. Now, the May Young Classic um, uh, has not ended yet, and it started at 6.30. I think it started officially at 7. Long show as the first round was three hours, and they're going to do it again tomorrow, and they're not finished yet. So I don't, I don't know if that's, a, if that's something that they could have aired if they were to air the first round, because they would suck to go on right down there for two hours. But... Um, and, and to see half of a show. But uh, back on Raw, uh, Enzo Amore and Colin Cassidy broke up. Off that, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. 
apparently there's some real life backstage heat on Enzo Amore. Two chains brought that up. Now he's a bit of a loud mouth, and again, you know, his character works so well is because his character is actually him times a thousand. Okay, cool. Uh, acceptable. A lot of guys don't like that, and the rumors are is that Enzo is getting the Miz treatment, and that you know he's not allowed to be you know dressing in the backstage area. They're telling him go kick rocks if you're trying to uh, hang with us. Roman Reigns threw his dumb ass off the bus a couple days ago uh, when he started running his mouth. So, what does that mean for Colin Cassidy? You know they're actually boys and they actually know each other. Well, apparently Cass has some heat on him too. Because Cass is a big time Donald J. Trump fan. Cass is seven foot tall and driver the Trump train, and you can't teach that. <laughs> By the boom, really Trump in the room. How are you doing? No, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't help. Don't help. By the way, I just want to correct Caitlin earlier when she referred to Donald Trump as uh, you guys as president. That one just went right over okay. my head here. <laughs> She's not wrong. Oh, I mean, Canada. see the hat, America. His his picture is officially not up in my government building. Thus, I can't recognize him as a president until it's officially up there. That's how I'm well, going. Your government building is committed treason. Then <laughs> <laughs> it is not up there. I swear. It's only a protest in that government building. It, it is. Oh. It must be. Yeah. They, uh, they, they've, they've apparently gone rogue. Officially, they say he's a he has not officially sent out his uh official presidential pictures yet. You know who's gonna bring it to yeah. you? The cat is just gonna show up at your building. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, amazing I'm, that you I put because so. he's seven foot tall. <laughs> that's gonna have to happen. Um, so Rich Brennan, uh, who uh, went on um, Russell Zone's podcast, and he said that with um. How did he get that way? Uh, did one of the boys give him a hard time because of the email leak for Trump Jr.? Um, did he piss off a road agent? Something like that or not? I don't want to say twisted with this kind of stuff, but this guy has some heat on someone. Well, who is it? So uh, the idea is that both Enzo and Cass are teammates for life as they're both uh, catching major heat um, together equally. Uh, Raw is coming uh, to D.C., Oh, when? on July 24th. So not this uh, Monday, the Monday after. Yeah, not going. Um, tickets start at 20 bucks. Um, Toronto, uh, the, um, the role will be at the ACC in Toronto on uh, August 7th. Jurassic um, Park. What? Jurassic Park. You know, if you're a Raptors fan, Jurassic Park. Oh, dear God. Um, okay. No? Can't no. Jurassic Park? Can't no. It is, it, is, no. it is a thing, yes. We are gonna, and we're gonna get back down the next night too. So nice right, right. Um, I, uh, the battle. I spent all my money on Ring of Honor, so I can't go. Oh, good decision. I'm, go yeah, I'm good. going to death. I'm going to death before dishonor in Vegas. I'm totally fine with. You know, oh yes, <laughs> I need to go back to death before dishonor. It was yeah. a great show. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we have uh, so Raw's coming to town, and if you want to meet uh, dear old Seamus. Uh, he will be at the Cricket Wireless store in Falls Church, Virginia. Can I wear my Rocket it's Daddy actually costume? Um, yes, you can. Okay. It's actually um, uh, in Bailey's Crossroad. So uh, close to uh, – it's on Columbia Pike in Bailey's Crossroad. But um, Seamus is going to do uh, two hours from 11 to 1 at the uh, Cricket Wireless store on the 24th. So if you're out that way, um, 
go and say hi and uh, refill your prepaid phone and um, switch to Sprint or T-Mobile because why do you have prepaid wireless? Uh, Verizon. Um, Thank you, sir. Or Verizon. Verizon's fine, too. There you go. Um, but speaking of the pay-per-views, Battleground. Tickets have not been selling that well for Battleground in Philadelphia. Tickets are actually doing so poorly, the WWE has lowered the price from 25 to 20 bucks. So I if you're in the Philadelphia it. area, yeah, if you're in the Philadelphia area, uh, you could save $5 until they add the taxes and surcharges <laughs> and service fees, and then you save no money, which you'll think you did, and that's really what matters. Right. <laughs> so so get, those, uh, get those tickets uh, as soon as you can. And now, finally, thank God, uh, do we care? Mr. Kennedy? It, there's no news, dude. If there was, I would honestly uh, it up. Okay. Okay. So, so do we do we care? And 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 let me just officially explain it that um, uh, there's there are three of you here. Uh, all three of you have to uh, um, majority rules. If you okay. do not care, I will move on. So, okay. uh, WWE is currently selling two new replica belts. Do we care? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if you want and have 430 US dollars, you can bring home a shiny new United Kingdom replica title. It's a nice belt. It's a very nice belt. Mm-hmm. I think it would look good right there. Okay. Uh, or if you have um, $483, you can buy the New Day championship belt, which is a special collector's edition belt commemorating their 483 days as your tag team champions of the world. There are only 483 made. Oh, my God. $483. So if you want to get it, get it now. Because by the time that uh, I've said this, they're probably sold out already. God, so, that's, like, that's like $600 Canadian. So, oh. <laughs> Yeah. So that'll buy you a lot of poutine, is it, or you can buy one belt. Is it two belts or one belt for that tag team belt? It, it is one belt. Why would it be two? They're tag team champions. Oh, you need okay. a partner. It don't matter. I'll find me a partner for two belts. Who <laughs> okay. can then have two belts for one person? Well, that's, that's it should be three belts because it's three of them on the team. The Freebirds only had two belts, sir. What are you doing? It don't matter. It's 483, have three belts of those 483, whatever you want to do. Man, it's just this this baby looks nice. The uh, UK championship. Whew. It does. Bring the European title back does. and then I'll buy it. There you go. How Ooh. about that? Well, you might want to see eBay first then. Yeah, um, do we care? There was a celebrity sighting at the May Young Classic tonight. Yes. I already know who it is. <laughs> well, I need a yes or no. I didn't I didn't hear anything else but that. Oh. Caitlin. Is this a do we care who the celebrity sighting was or who it is? Because I know. I don't. I don't care. No. I, I'm. I no. Her time has passed. Okay. Sorry. You are right. You are a hundred percent right about that. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, I feel bad about it because you know what? Sorry. Like Rhonda's great. She's an amazing fighter, but her relevancy has been overshadowed by so yeah, many see, other. The thing about do we care is if we don't care, we move on. <laughs> awesome. Okay. There's, there's stuff, there's just, just cut. Just cut tape. We got to move on. Perfect. Um, perfect. None. Okay. After Monday Night Raw, there's going to be a live interview. Uh, Steve Austin's not doing it, but they're going to do a, a live interview like that. Uh, do we care? Nope. Nah. Nope. Okay. Uh, and the last thing is there will be a commemorative DVD coming out, which is, I guess is still a thing. But a commemorative DVD is in the works for a very popular wrestler in WWE. Do we care? 
No. No. And now, no. Okay. All right. So that's it. I'm out. That's uh, the only thing we care for this week. <laughs> Next you week, if you don't have a do you care, I'm wearing my Mr. Kennedy shirt for the whole show. I just, I just respectfully think that if you are such a Mr. Kennedy mark that you should have your own equipment, material, and war packaging for it, okay? I, I, you maybe you can call him and tell him to do something in life so that I can report on it. You might better set up an interview with him. I'm sure he has nothing to do right now. Well, he actually has some things to do. He has some dates, but um, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> WrestleMania 23 is getting played in my background the whole next show. Oh, God. Of uh, the Money in the Bank match is going to repeat over and over again. The, uh, no. Oh. Yeah, let's, let's wrap this up. He's getting silly now. Hey, that's my name. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, anybody, closing remarks. Closing remarks. Closing remarks. I would say that um, Nova Pro Wrestling is this weekend. Support your local indie. Uh, we will see a, a bunch of great matches. Um, Bo Crockett versus uh, Innocent Isaiah is one that I'm looking forward to the most. Um, Sanjay Dutt versus uh, Son of Havoc. That's going to be nuts. Uh, I don't know who Faye Jackson's wrestling, but I need to know. I need to find that out right now. Sahara Seven. Um, ooh. Okay. Right. 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 I forgot about that. Um, and then, of course, the main event is a ladder match between Logan Easton Larue, your future uh, reigning, defending, undisputed, one percent champion of the masses. Uh, versus uh, Chet Sterling, who some guy, I guess. It's um, different. Hey, he's different. Good for him. Uh, so all that's going down at the Jewish Community Center of Fairfax, 8900 Little River Turnpike, in Fairfax, Virginia. Be there. And also, also more importantly than all of that, the poor pork sandwiches are going down. <laughs> you might want to get there before the sandwich squad. I know that I'm coming hungry because I will be coming directly from work. And you will not beat me to the line to get that beautiful German sausage that they've uh, been advertising. So come for the <laughs> wrestling, stay for the food. Uh, 20 bucks, get your tickets at the door. The front first row is uh, sold out. And, we, and also, we'll be doing the pre-show tomorrow starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. So wherever you are in the world, if you're in Australia, wake your dumb ass up at 2 in the morning because we're going to be live <laughs> from Nova Pro starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time. To uh, get the pre-show going before uh, American Slang 2017, so that's going to be our first. It's going to be a lot of fun. We look forward to that. Only in America. It's going to be a good wow. time. He's completely lost it, folks. And it's only 9:30. I'm excited. Yeah. He's sweating too. That's why he's sitting there in the wife beater. Because I know people want to know. Like you're you're in your house. You're, you're not in no outside environment. You should be cooling out there. I am cooling. As much as I can. How's your weather out there, Caitlin? It is actually cold, guys. Um, I'm really bad at converting temperature. I don't know why you guys read Fahrenheit. It's 17 so, Celsius. Because it's awesome. So I, I don't even know how to calculate it, but it's quite cold. Um, we have indie wrestling this weekend, though. We have uh, Smash Wrestling on Sunday. It's going to be an awesome show. I got eight front row tickets. So they're gonna, you're going to see my dumb face all over Fight Network when they broadcast it. It's going to be great. Um, I'm usually going to be wearing some elaborate spiked headpiece or something. Uh, so we're going to have Jay White here. It's going to be awesome to see him, especially after he did that great match with Will Ospreay. A uh, couple pay-per-views back for ROH. Uh, Colt Cabana's here challenging for the Smash title against Tyson Dukes, who is our current champion. It, it's awesome. So it's, that's going to be a real. I know. It's going to be a hell of a fight. So I'm yep. excited for that. Um, 
we got our son of havoc matt cross is coming to see us too so that's going to be a good one and uh yeah it's just a whole top to bottom card is great um they're probably going to have some match announcements for next month's event and yeah it's always a good time so support your indies wherever you are because uh that's where the future is that is your oh, degree yeah. update if this is like backwards i'm sorry oh there we go that's what it is here it's very, it's, I wore a hoodie today, so. Oh, you know what? And I'm just not even going to get off there before we announce that uh, SoundCloud has uh, Trouble in Paradise and uh, <laughs> about 50 more 50 more days until termination. So um, at some point, we will be saying that uh, find us on another platform because uh, right now, it is safe to say that SoundCloud is a sinking ship. Or if you read current events, SoundCloud sounds like that iceberg that just tore off in the Antarctica Ooh. yesterday. Too soon, too soon. So, so uh, support your uh, your local EPA because we don't. And on that note, we'll catch you to, <laughs> tomorrow at 6 p.m. When I say we, I mean like the U.S. So like, yeah, that's, American. That's <laughs> global, global warming. <laughs> <laughs> so again, we'll be live. Make sure y'all uh, go to the YouTube channel. Click that subscribe. Click that notification bell. You'll know when we go live. Thanks to everybody that's been listening. Um, people that's been in um that's been communicating in the chat and listening, um, following us on Twitter and all that other good stuff. So um next week, Thursday, eight o'clock, we'll be back. But again, tomorrow, 6 p.m. we'll be live for the Nova Pro uh pre-show. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. <laughs>